Okay, well, welcome back to our podcast. I'm here with Jerry Wyant. My name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel According to Jesus. And Jerry, we're going to open God's Word today, and that's always a wonderful thing. As we do that, I want us to think about a scripture, and that scripture is 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. Then in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of the Lord is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit. And I want us to think about that. Just think about what God's word is to us, what it's for and how it helps us, and the fact that God wants to fellowship through his word. As we go through this podcast today, I want all of you to be thinking about God speaking to you as you open the Word of God. And we're going to give you some tools today to be able to pick that Bible that will help you understand God's Word and hear the Word of the Lord. And so our theme scripture is, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. Jerry and I have spoken about this. We've talked about this in our previous podcast, but that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing a lot of people just desiring, they're thirsting, they're hungering for the word of the Lord. And unfortunately, a lot of our churches aren't doing that, aren't presenting that. Hopefully we can fill that gap a little bit with our podcast. So today we're going to look at our fourth in a series of discipleship messages called Hearing God. We've just walked through the need to read the Bible. We talked about picking a good Bible and understanding that it is the Word of God. And you're going to hear a lot of naysayers and people that try to downplay the Bible, God's Word. So it's important that you pick a good Bible. And so, Jerry, this series of messages deals really with the relationship with the Father. It's fellowship through prayer. It's listening to God's still small voice and then listening to God through the reading of the Word. And today we're going to finish talking about listening to God through the reading of the Word, and we're going to go into a little bit of the mechanics that I've talked about before about picking the Bible, a good Bible, a a Bible that you can read and that will speak to your spirit. Kind of talk through that a little bit, and Jerry, you can chime in when when you feel like it. But first we want to understand that there are Bibles that are translated word for word. This is taking the original text and transcribing it word for word. This is a a Bible that I prefer. I'm not saying that it's the only way to go, but it it appeals to me. I like a word-for-word translation. The next type of translation is called a thought-for-thought. And so this is taking the original text and translating the thought of the text. What is the basic thought of the writer? What is the writer trying to get through to us? And what is he trying to convey in the actual scripture that we're reading? We have a word for word, which is the direct translation. And then we have thought for thought, which is what was the, the author really trying to convey? And then the third one is, is called a paraphrase translation. And this is really, I encourage those of you that have recently committed your life to Christ. And and we know that uh, a number of you are listening to the podcast. And the first podcast, we talked about how to do that, how to commit your life to Christ, how to become born again, that it's not about religious principles or going to church, but it's really about a heart, heart transformation. And as you do that, you're going to want to seek out God's word. And I would encourage you 
to get a paraphrase translation. And so this is a basically a, a restatement of the meaning of the text or passage into modern words or meanings. So it makes it easier to read for new believers. And again, I would recommend this. I started off as a believer. I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't go to Bible school or Sunday school. My mom and dad never went to church. I never saw them open the Bible. But for some reason, when I moved from where I was born and raised to Olympia, Washington, in my stuff, my mom had put a Bible. It was my brother's Bible that he got when he was young. I think my grandmother might have given it to him, but it was a King James version of the Bible. And I tried to read it and couldn't understand it. My mother-in-law, after I became a believer, told me about the this paraphrased version of the Bible called the book that the 700 Club puts out. And, and that's the Bible I started reading. Jerry, I know you have a personal preference on the best way to look at the different translations. And why don't you kind of share that with us? It's uh, good to be with you this morning. I started off when I became a Christian. I ordered a Bible from Guidepost, and it was a parallel Bible. And a parallel Bible has at least two versions side by side, so you can compare them. But in the reading of the Guidepost Bible, it had the King James Version. It had the New International Version. It had a Living Bible, and it had the Revised Standard Version. I was told by many people I would run across in the early days of my learning process that the King James Version was only the legitimate. Everything else was false and wrong. I read a book called Brushko, and it was a book about a fellow named Bruce Olson. And Bruce Olson, on his own, he gave his life to Christ on his knees, all from reading a Latin book that he was learning Latin in school, and eventually got to the Bible, and he gave his life to the Lord just reading the Latin in the Bible. He wanted to be like the apostles. Incredible story. But he went down to South America without any help. No one would accept him because he didn't have a degree. He didn't have any experience in the mission field. But he went down on his own, and he single-handedly led the Motoloni Indian tribe in Colombia to Christ. It took a long time for him to get there. He had to take trinkets and bits of food and lay them out on their property, and then he'd come back the next day, and they'd be gone. And he'd move in a little bit each day, trying to get closer and closer to them, and eventually he got a spear in his side. And he had to go through a lot of trauma, a lot of difficulty, but he felt God with him. And when he finally befriended one of the natives in Colombia, they developed a friendship. They didn't know each other's language at all. And he spent several years learning their language and trying to teach them a little bit of his language. And I always ask people that throw that at me, I said, what version of the Bible do you think he used when he couldn't even communicate with them? How do you how do you witness the name of Jesus or any other words that are very difficult at times? And I always say that whatever's the easiest for you to understand because it's more about the message. It gets into the person's heart, and you have to do it. He had to actually find out that they had a God. They were waiting for a corn God to come, and he said, he's already come, and his name is Jesus. And that's how he was able to. <laughs> but he had, they had to learn that curve through it all. Uh, I'm with Jim. He, was, he reads the New American Standard. I read the New American Standard. But I have a Bible I take to church, and 
it is a parallel Bible. It has King James on one side and the Amplified on the other. I also read the Passion uh, Translation, which is a newer one. It's, it really has a really good meaning to it as well. But I generally always follow between the King James and the New American Standard because they are word for word. But I want to share a little funny I saw on a website about Bible translations. And I'm going to read four translations all about a child that's hungry. And the Message Bible would say, Mama, I'm hungry. The Amplified Bible would say, Mommy, I am hungry. And then in parentheses, famished, starving. The NIV version would say, Mother, I am hungry. King James Version would say, Henceforth, let it be known unto thee, birth giver, that my belly consists of emptiness. If you're a baby Christian, which one would you want to read? Obviously, the one that's easiest to understand. But as you mature, it's important that you go into the things that speak to your heart. Sometimes if somebody has a particular thought process they're trying to get across in a Bible, it may have a little bit of error to it. So it's important to study as you go along. But yeah, my, that's my, my story, and I'm sticking to it, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Bruce Coe, I, I, you, in fact, I think you're the one that introduced me to that book, and and it's an awesome read. I would encourage those. We we try to give tools here on our podcast for for folks to help them in their walk, and that's a great book to read. But yeah, and I like the I like what you said about the parallel translations, and especially as a as a young believer, as we get more and more. If you heard recently, Jerry, but they they found more you know more scrolls that we call the Dead Sea Scrolls, but these are more scrolls found in the in the area that they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. So that just happened like a couple of months ago, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing some awesome things about that as people start to translate those scrolls. But the Bible says in Psalms 119, it says, talking about the Lord, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And just kind of soak that in. I mean, that's exactly what God's word needs to be for you. It needs to give you direction. It needs to show you the way that you need to go. And then in Romans ten seventeen it says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look, I know a lot of you are going to churches where the word of God isn't being preached from the pulpit. It's, you know, there's a, a lot of stories being told, maybe a lot of activities being done, but the word of God isn't coming forth. Romans ten seventeen isn't going to be something that that gets into your spirit. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, not hearing by the Word of man, but hearing by the Word of God. And if you're in a body, if you're in a church that that's not happening, that that's not coming across the pulpit, I would encourage you to pray and seek God for direction, because the way you're going to build your faith is hearing the Word of God. I just wanted to hit on those items about the Bible. Ultimately, it's up to you what version you decide to read. Go into your selections with eyes wide open because just as there are good versions, and Jerry has spoken about those, there are not so good of versions. And we've talked about that in a previous podcast. I would encourage you to to download that podcast and, and listen to what we said about that. God wants you to know who he is. God wants to open himself up to you through his word. So what do I mean by that? Well, He wants you to get to know who he is. That's the powerful thing about Christianity. As I've mentioned before, Christianity isn't man striving, struggling, working his or her way to please God. It's God reaching down to man. 
through his son, Jesus, and through his word. So really, God does want to fellowship with you, and he does that partly through his word. So God's word is something that you need to saturate yourself with. God's word is something that you need to memorize. Yeah, that's right. You need to memorize it. I know that's a that's kind of an archaic thing that people don't really do today because you have so many tools that that are at your fingertips to not have to memorize. I would encourage you to memorize the scripture. That's that's how I did it. I memorized and disciplined myself to memorize salvation scripture. So when I would walk up to people, they would flow from my lips and it, it was powerful. And and not only did it did it bring the word of God to those that I were that I was speaking to about salvation, but then it, it bounced back to me and I would hear it again and it would encourage me and lift me up. What you want with that is you want to start to repeat those scriptures back to people without looking at the Bible, and then God will speak to you through that. And there are certain passages that will deeply speak to you as you travel this journey with God. I just want to share a a testimony about something that happened to me, but I remember shortly after I received Christ into my heart, I was using the paraphrased Bible that that I spoke about earlier that my mother-in-law had given me. And if you, if I was to show you that Bible today, in fact, I just recently found it as we moved into a new house and it's all marked up. The front and the back covers are torn up. You, you can't hardly even recognize it as a Bible, but I devoured, I consumed that because it, it, it started to really speak to me. Probably contrary to what a lot of ministers would have told me, Jerry, is I, is the first book I remember really getting into was the book of Revelations. That's probably not the, the best place to start out in your journey, but I did. I, I guess I wanted to get to the end, see who won. God always wins. He's always the victor. So I would read it and then start right over and read it again. I don't remember how many times I read it, but there was this one scripture, Jerry, that, that stood out to me so powerfully when I would read the book of Revelations. And every time I would read the scripture, it would just overwhelm me and I would I would just start to weep. Even now, as I just think about it, it says in Revelations nineteen sixteen, and on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that is so powerful. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And I, I just remember as I would consume that, that would just come through to me in, in, in a powerful way. And I, I don't. I guess my spirit just needed to hear that He is the King and He is the Lord of of everything and and anyone, and so it just was so powerful to me. And I would just start weeping and weeping. This is the coming of Christ for the second time. This is what that is about. And I look forward to that. And as a believer, all of us should look forward to that. We live in a world that seems to be telling us that his second return is imminent. The second time he comes to this earth is imminent just because of what we see. And I know a lot of people don't like that because they think about their lives and they think about how much they have to live. But let me tell you something. If you live to be 90 and you lose your salvation and you don't make it to heaven, then that was 90 years that you traded in for eternity. And so as God speaks to you through his word, there's going to be things, scriptures, and things that God says it's going to, it's going to mean so much to you that it, it brings peace, it brings encouragement, brings certainty into your life, and it's going to speak to you. And that's what God wants to do. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about how these relate, and we're going to talk about prayer. But God speaks to you through His Word. 
And the scripture says in John 8.32, it's important to know the truth so the truth will set you free. It's not the truth that the world brings, Jerry. It's the truth that God brings through his word and through his powerful anointing. He will speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He clearly wants to have fellowship with you. Uh, it's, it's a powerful thing. The truth is God desires fellowship with you through his word, and I would encourage you to get into that. And as we close out this podcast, we just so much appreciate you listening to us. We, we know that some of you are downloading the podcast. Jerry has a way to figure that out and determine where those podcasts are being downloaded literally all over the world, which is powerful to us. But if you have a question and you have a comment or, or you just want to say something to us uh, about this, we would encourage you to email us. And you can email me at jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. And uh, I would love to hear from you. And Jerry? He is in Paul, T is in Tom, L is in Larry. That's praise the Lord. My last name, Wyant, W-Y-A-N-T, at AOL.com. And Jim, before we close, I, I just uh, feel in my spirit that we have to understand, and each person listening, that you have to trust that the Bible is trusting in history. And you have to believe that the words in our language mean exactly what God originally said to us. And that comes from inside of you knowing what you're reading. You're developing that relationship with our God, our Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You've got to have and understand that people have twisted a lot of the Bibles today. But if you'll stick with a solid one, or at least get to a solid one like the New American Standard King James Version, whatever it takes to understand God's Word, then you'll become a believer that knows that the Bible is what it says it is. Amen? Amen. Yeah, that's so true. I appreciate you saying that because so many people think that God's hiding from us, that he's making it hard on us, that it's difficult to get to know God. And exactly what Jerry was saying, it's not. God isn't hiding from you. He loves you. He cares about you. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe upon him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible could come alive to you and speak to you about that. So those of you that are out there and you're believers, we encourage you go walk up to somebody, share the gospel message, talk to people about how they can be saved. And it'll, it'll totally transform the way you look at your life in Jesus name. Thanks until next time. God bless.